Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. Prayer is me actually venting to a friend that can actually move and, and change and, and do everything that I'm venting about that can actually fix it. That's the prayer. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth Podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, we sit down with my girl, Cashel Kelly. She's an entrepreneur, an author, a corporate trainer, and a woman who says it's okay to infuse faith in your business. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back. This is my last episode as I head into my first Redefining Wealth live podcast taping in Atlanta. I am so excited. I'm like, you've been hearing me say this for the last couple of weeks, but you guys, it's here. Like it's here. The countdown has begun. There are 125 men and women from all over the world who are coming to experience this for the very first time with me. I hope it is the first of many. And to those of you who are on your way, thank you so much. You are just, my heart is already smiling. I know I'm getting my makeup done, but it's inevitable that I will probably ugly cry. (laughs) Because as soon as I step out on that stage and see your faces and get to put faces with social media posts and the shares that you guys give and the reviews and really bring it all together and hug you for myself. I'm just going to probably fall apart. I'm just, I just know I am. So anyway, if you are completely new here, welcome to Redefining Wealth. You have no idea what I'm talking about, but you should know that in this community, we believe that wealth is so much more than money and material possessions. We are a community that believes that wealth is about well-being. And the reason I'm so excited is because I call you a purpose chaser if you get on board with that definition with me, which by the way, is the original definition of wealth. And I get to meet your fellow purpose chasers for the first time, a large number of them for the first time, one place, one time, one sitting. And I'm just so excited. 
I'm really excited too about this conversation with Cashel Kelly because as I walk into Redefining Wealth Live and I get to meet so many of the people who have been impacted by this podcast, it really it really ties in to her message of it being okay to infuse faith in your business because I do remember a point in time when I was being told to not mention my faith and that it wasn't appropriate. And I know some of you are in corporate settings. So let me just say this. If there are whole manuals and policies around you not infusing faith in what you do, I understand that. And so this is probably going to be skewed more towards entrepreneurs and folks who have a bit more control of their work environment. But the reason I'm so pumped is I was sitting here right before I was recording and I was thinking about a young man who came up to me at the end of podcast movement or the end of my talk and said to me, thank you so much for being unapologetic about your faith and sharing that on that stage. And he said, I couldn't even wait until you were done to go out in the hallway and change the category that my podcast is listed under because I have been fighting this for so long And I just needed you or someone like you to give me permission. And so that melted my heart. And it reminds me of why we have these conversations, because I can tell you that standing on my faith and being more bold about it, I would say, has allowed me to really bring all of myself to the marketplace. And in response, uh, you know, my career is the most fulfilling it's been, honestly, in this 10 year journey. And it's also the most profitable. Like I'm having the most fun. It's the most fulfilling. And it has been the most profitable because there's no wall up. I get to experience all of who I am. And so that is truly uh, what I would like for you as well. And so I thought this would be a wonderful conversation. Now, before we jump in, I have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by The Courage Circle, a safe space for women to become bolder in their faith. Now, I get a chance to speak to so many of you, and I know that you are high-achieving go-getters, and you expect to hit every goal you set. But if you're honest, even you sometimes know what you want to do, but you can still lack the courage to step out and do it. And what we don't talk about enough is that that lack of courage, also known as fear, is oftentimes connected to shaky faith. But faith is the very foundation needed for any and everything else to thrive. I'm so excited to share that this new initiative from Chief Courage Crusader, my girl Courage Melina, could be the secret sauce you are missing. She's helped the ladies in my Mastery Momentum Mastermind community grow bolder in our faith so that we have the confidence and courage to go after everything God said we could have. Now she's opening up that opportunity to you with the launch of her Courage Circle, In it, you'll receive monthly Bible studies broken down in a way that can be made applicable to real life. That means your life. You also get original devotionals, daily encouragement, and I think the most important part, a community of other women who are working on demonstrating crazy faith in their lives, plus so much more. You can join the Courage Circle now and take advantage of the introductory rate. Plus, for a limited time, you can also get Courage's most popular Bible study called The Power of Identity. If you're going to be resilient, I truly believe that it takes knowing who you are and whose you are and what God says about you and the power of identity will help. So head to patricewashington.com slash courage. That's patricewashington.com slash courage right now and check out the Courage Circle with my girl, 
Courage Melina. So before I introduce Cashel, let me give you her formal bio. Cashel Kelly is an author of five books, a speaker, corporate trainer, and lifestyle cook. She offers training and development services engineered to help people define their pathways in life and drive forward with intensity in order to achieve their goals. Her most popular published work, Boss Women Pray and Boss Men Pray, 31 Prayers to Increase Your Success in Spirit, has created an international movement and serves as a prayer guide for leaders and entrepreneurs that draws a strong connection between spirituality and the business world. Recognized by the mayor of the city of Houston, Cashel is honored with her own annual citywide day, Cashel Kelly's Boss Pray Day. I heard that. Without further ado, here's my conversation with my girl, Cashel Kelly. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Cashel. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? Girl, I am good. I'm good. And this interview has been a long time in the making. Yes, it has. It has. I have been in love with your book, Boss Women Pray, since 2016. Mm. And like, I loved it so much. I ended up ordering Boss Men Pray for my husband, too. Yes. You remember that? Like for my husband, too. And I take it out. And from time to time, I just I'm like, okay, it's time. Let me take a month and uh, get on this journey and go through these prayers and stuff. And so this is well before I even had a podcast when Mm -hmm. I wasn't even thinking about doing a podcast. You were such a blessing and continue to be a blessing. So it's my honor to finally get you on my podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, And it is my honor to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I knew so, Cashel, I knew I was going to love the book because in the introduction, you talked about from jump, Third uh, John 1 and 2. Yeah. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper yeah. in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Yes. And that has been one of my guiding uh, scriptures since January 1st, 2006. Yes. Yeah. And when I opened it and saw it, I was like, oh, okay, this is my friend. <laughs> confirmation, confirmation, right? Yeah, this is my friend. So I guess I want to start with why do you believe most people kind of shun the idea of praying over their business or incorporating faith into their business? Because every time I'm out and about and people hear me use my faith on stage, the number one thing I get is, oh my gosh, you're so bold. You're so radical. I can't believe you did that. I would never do that. And while I know I had my struggles with it in the beginning, now I can't imagine my life without being all of who I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? Patrice, let me take you back to 2016, right? When people did not even post about it. You know, now we talk about pray and pray over your business and pray and grind and all of that kind of stuff. Let me take you back to 2016 when no one did that. And it was when I thought of the book, I, I, when I thought of the book, and I think I told you this story or I or told this story many, many times is that I thought it was going to be career suicide for me to even write this book because wow. no one was, was mixing business and faith. And it was like, you didn't do it. And to answer your question, because it's like, you don't want to be offensive to anybody. 
You don't want to assume that everybody's a Christian. You don't you don't know any everyone's faith. And and so but you want to do business with, you know, the people that you come in contact with. And but you but I was simply wanting to read a book like this for myself. I didn't want to write this book. I wanted to read a book. So I will, I remember at midnight, I was in my bedroom just looking on Amazon, Googling. I, I did a Google search for about an hour just to find a prayer guide for business. And I couldn't find anything. And God whispered to me and said, when you can't find something, you create it. Mm. And so I heard that so loud in my spirit. And I was like, whoa. And so I then, you know, once then I started thinking about boss girls pray, boss women pray, boss. And I was texting my girlfriends and they, we came up with boss women pray. And I was happened to be uh, talking to them saying, hey, I'm going to do this. I was nervous. And, and one of my friend's husbands was sitting next to her. And he said, you know, when you're done with that, uh, let me read it because I need something like that. And I said, well, I can't let him walk around with a woman's book. So I said, let me do one for men too. And then they can read it together. So that's even how the men came about. And then God had the nerve to tell me that he wanted me to write it in seven days. Mm. And yeah. And so I shut in for seven days and wrote this book and wrote both the the women and the men version in seven days. And so, I, yeah, uh-huh, I did. I did. And I, I thought it was going to be career suicide. So what I did, I was so afraid that I, I didn't want it to be a church book. I didn't want it to be, oh, this is just for Christians, not for entrepreneurs. This is just for Christian entrepreneurs. So what I did, I came up with a list of 30 Houston celebrities of all walks of life, rappers, our top rappers, our top judges, our top contra- our Houston controller, um, you know, chefs, models, people that own stores, a couple pastors that have mega churches here. And I, I was so afraid to even pick up the phone. I sent out a blast text message and said, Hey, congratulations. You have been chosen to join the movement, you know, <laughs> and this is what I'm going to do. And I have these t-shirts and I ordered everybody and I, and, and, and every last one of the, one of them replied back. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So that was my first confirmation. And so I wanted to have this picture of, it doesn't matter where you, where you come from, your background, what you're doing, what you're rapping about, what you all that kind of thing. This is for the entrepreneur that we all love God in our own way. But this book is for everybody. So I did a photo shoot and a campaign with all of them together. And I had them all wear the t-shirt, had them all say, you know, my name is this. I'm a boss woman that pray. I'm a boss man that pray. Did that campaign. Then people started to see themselves in it. And, they, and, it, and, and it took out took away that whole stigma of, you know, this is a Christian thing. And so that is what catapulted the the movement to where people started uh, uh, just, you know, gravitating to it. That was my next confirmation. I remember a stripper from LA bought 20 of them the first day. And she was like, thank you. And that was my confirmation. I was like, "Uh oh, you know, I feel this in my spirit. Something is happening. Like this is a God thing. And then it just it just went from there. It just it just blew up from there. But yeah, that I I was afraid. And, you know, I I, I said, hey, I'm going to be obedient. And that's what happened. You were afraid, but you chose to be obedient. Yes. Yes. That's a nugget right there. Yes. Because I knew I knew I heard God. I knew I heard him. Right. Yeah. And, w- and when you hear him, you go. A lot of people hear God and then they question it and then they question themselves and they don't do it. You remember how people know that they know they're supposed to write a book, but it takes them seven years mm-hmm. or, 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 you know, they, oh, I want to write a book one day. You know, God gave you that book. 
He gave it to you. He gave you the instruction. He, he, everything that you read in that book was already in me. Right. So it, it came out in seven days because it, it was already in me. Like the word says that you, I've hidden the word in your heart. So you may not sin against me. The word was already in me. I just didn't know how to, how to put it out on paper to other people to where they wouldn't feel intimidated by it. Uh, marrying business and faith and all of that, but be obedient and God will give you everything you need. Mm, That's a word right there. Mm -hmm. That's a word right there because I think it really speaks to how often people claim they have faith, but all of their actions are rooted in fear. Oh yes. So even when they hear something, they're still not ready to just be obedient. Yes. Yes. I remember, I remember thinking too, along those lines of career suicide. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I had been asked a couple times by like conference coordinators if I could refrain from using the term yeah. God given. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um because oh, yeah. I would always talk about using your God given gifts. And mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh my gosh, you were awesome. They loved it. You rocked. You know, they pump you up the sandwich, right? I'm yeah. gonna give you all yeah, the good say, stuff. Well, you know, God <laughs> thing. Yeah. Right. And then they go, (laughs) could you not do that for the second session? And I remember not doing it and feeling like such a fraud, like just feeling like I betrayed myself because I know what got me off that bathroom floor when I was bawling and snotting and crying and just like, God, like what is going on with my life? And Mm -hmm. faith has played such a large role in that. Yeah. And you know, I think I think what happens is, Cashel, that people believe if they expose their faith in business that all of a sudden they have to be these perfect human beings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And one of the things that I love that you say in the book is that you can grab inspiration from many things, mm-hmm. um, from hip hop songs. Mm-hmm. And you said like, and I even feel, you know, particularly brilliant after a glass of wine. And oh, I yeah. just hollered because <laughs> <laughs> like that is it. Like yes. we, you are a normal person, like saying yes. that you have faith does not mean that all of a sudden you have to portray this perfection. You can't yes. be on. Now, I do believe you shouldn't be on social media cussing folks out. Oh, That's just my personal not. Not. belief. Yeah. I don't know. You know, that may not resonate with you. I'm just saying, because I do believe that when you behave in certain ways, you lose your witness. Like, and, and, yeah, because it's not even about you. And, and it, it's about the witness. It's about it's that some people aren't strong enough to 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 understand. It's not saying that, you know what? Oh, I, I backslid. It's because some people aren't strong enough to see that and know that you love God. And some other people are not strong enough to see you drink a glass of wine and not go off the deep end and say, you know what, I'm going to go get just, you know, wasted and still go to church in the morning and love God. So it's really about the witness that we put out, right? You know yourself, but when you now uh, people look at you, you have to be careful about their walk as well and be Mm. responsible for what you put out for them. But what about people who say like, I, it's not my job to be responsible yeah, it, it, for and, what and, you and, interpret. And, 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 and I, I agree. I agree to some extent, you know, and, and I have really kind of uh, been really, really getting my balance over the years and being afraid of like, um, you know, whoa, I remember wearing a dress that was kind of sexy to my friend's birthday party. And this lady commented and was like, I thought you were a Christian. I'm unfollowing you right now. 
right? And I told her, I said, well, you might as well, because I'm going to Jamaica next week and I'm going to wear a bikini. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, hate to see you go, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna put me my, my feet to the fire like that when I know what I know what I know, you know, about God and, and, and my relationship and condemn me. Then the condemnation comes and the judgment comes. That's not of God. That's God's job, not yours. Right. You know what I've learned about being more vocal about my faith inside of my business? I've learned that it gives other people so much freedom. Mm-hmm. I just spoke at podcast movement recently mm. and I'm not on there preaching, right? I'm on there to talk about podcasts <laughs> and, sure. and what I use to build my podcast and stuff. But again, my faith is such a big part of who I am that I also don't shy away from it. And I think one of the greatest compliments I could have received was a young man coming up to me, several people, but this one man in particular who said, you just gave me such freedom. Like I went out in the hallway after your talk and logged into my podcast hosting and shifted my description and the category for which my podcast sits. He said, because I've been so terrified of just being open about my faith. And that was such a huge compliment because I think it, it really gives people freedom. And here's the thing. Everyone who even listens to this podcast is not a Christian. Right. Right. And I love that it gives people the opportunity to just sit and stand in their truth. Whatever that is for yes. you, yes. you can sit and stand in your truth. I do believe that I am planting seeds um, and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to plant the seeds. But I'm not I also recognize it's not my job to water. And I don't create sunshine. Right. Mm -hmm. So my job is to plant the seeds as they're given to me and be obedient. My job is not to force people into anything. Absolutely. Right. And you put it out there. The bulk of my business is corporate training. And I, I would say to them, whatever you believe, I personally believe this. This is my personal belief. And this is how I feel. And this is how I got through X, Y, and Z. You mm-hmm. may have another way. You may have, you know, I put it out there that it's not the, you know, I'm not putting this on you, but this is personally what I believe. And that's coming from respecting everybody's belief and just being a respecter of, of another human at that point. Yeah, I, I think some of it has to do with, and I was going to ask you, actually, do you believe that people just don't know what to say or how to say it? They don't know what to say, because let me tell you something. So I, I had a client that hired me to coach her simply because she only had speaking engagements in the church and she had no idea how to speak at a corporation. So we took a month to coach her even out of that, to coach her out of that lingo that you use in church. You know, we have that lingo, right? We have that way <laughs> of just, you know, everything is praise the Lord. Yeah, you know, and da 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 And just, you know, you, and, and getting that amen from other, everybody. We know those, those, those things to say. And she, I had to coach her out of that. Because it's not going to work in a corporate setting. You're going to get, you're going to turn people off. And we think, you know, this is, this is true. This is light. This is what got me off the bathroom floor. What are you talking about? But some people will be offended, but you're right. People just don't know what to say or how to say it. And people don't know how to break from that tradition of talking to church folk, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that needs to be learned. Yeah, I agree with you. One of the things that I say often is, you know, I'm not here to convert you. I just Mm -hmm. have to be 
true mm-hmm. to myself mm-hmm. about what my story is. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I find and I get it over and over again where people will come up to me. You know, I'm speaking on stages, three, four, five thousand people. There will be people who come up to me and say, I just want you to know I'm not a Christian. I just want to be clear. But, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and they can still get the message. And I yeah. think that we we think that it's like you know, one or the other. And it's not like people who are searching for something that you have the solution or the answer to, they will get the message. It's all about how you package it and how you present it. Absolutely. And you know what the clincher is? All of these people that are not Christians, they read self-help books. All the Mm -hmm. self-help books are really biblical principles. Yeah. I read that you, you talked about that. It's funny, you actually said, you said of your own journey that you read countless self-development books, but it was leaving you, what it was leaving out was developing the self, which was the essence of your being and your Mm -hmm. spirit. And that Mm -hmm. so many of self-help books really leaned on biblical principles. Therefore, you might as well just go to the source. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. You think about everything that your mindset, we talk about mindset, we talk about belief, we talk about affirmations, we talk about, you know, all of the, those are biblical principles all day long. It's in the Bible. It's just packaged differently to make people feel comfortable without saying God, without saying faith and without saying all that. It, it is spirit. And, and it's talking about the same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense for why. Again, so many it people resonates. say, well, it I don't necessarily believe what you believe, but you made me feel this way. It still it resonates. resonates. It resonated to, to them. It resonated like, you know what? I've read that. I've read that before. Right. But they don't know that we've read it, too, <laughs> in, in another mm. book. So one of the things that you talk about was just all the promises that are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of get into, because what I love is the format, right? So you basically are taking us through a full month and we have these prayers that we can pray yeah. over our business from purpose right on down. You even get into social media, which I love. Mm-hmm. I might have to mm-hmm. unpack that one. But you take us through all these stages. You did this in seven days. How did you know the order okay. to go in? What I did, I decided from the jump that I wanted to be 31 days. I wrote out all of the topics that I pray over my business. It came to about 50, right? So then I had to combine a few, take out a few. And then I looked at them and then I started putting numbers in order beside them to where, you know, you can't talk about products and services when a person doesn't even have a vision. They don't even have their business yet. You can't talk about social media when they haven't even you know, started this. You can't talk about clients and, and speaking engagements when they haven't even, they don't even know what's going on. Then, you know, we have to talk about depression and discouragement and all of that after they obtained all these things. So I just kind of went in my mind, if I was starting a business today, where, where would I start and where would I end up? What would be my problems? Because, you know, our problems get bigger and bigger, the bigger we are. Right. So I just went in that order in that regard. And then I, and I started from there. Then I started to meditate on scriptures that, that went with a particular topic. I meditated on that scriptures and then I wrote the content. It is so good. <laughs> like I just have to keep reiterating. It is so it is, good. It is, it is so God. It is it so is, God. It was, it was God breath. Like I, I tell people all the time, I didn't write that book. God wrote that book. That is, that is insane, Patrice, to sit down and write that. 
You know what I'm saying? And it's not a little pamphlet. You know what I mean? No, like, it is rich. <laughs> Let me tell you. One of the prayers that really stood out to me uh, over a year ago when I was looking to completely shift my team mm-hmm. and everything around me, day 21, prayer for partners and staff. Yes. Baby, when I tell you, this allowed me to get so clear and intentional about who could go with me. Mm on that next level. I just have to read some of it. So you guys understand how this is written. Um, and, you, and you make it, and you're making me so teary because that was my intent. Because let me tell you, these are my personal prayers that uh, I prayed and wrote. I prayed them out loud to God and typed at the same time. Mm, this is good. This is good. So day 21 prayer for partners and staff. She writes, dear God, bless my partnerships and staff. Help me to identify the perfect people for my company to reach its maximum potential. Bring people that possess qualities I lack, but share my same work ethic, passion, and drive. Authentic team players. Grant me favor to build a dedicated team of people whose skills exceed my current budget. Come on, somebody. I pray for those I enter into partnerships with and perfectly merge our efforts. Allow me to be a positive influence and valuable partner and employer for those I work with. Grant me wisdom when hiring or releasing team members. Help me to be sensitive to their concerns and create a pleasant work environment for them to flourish in their position. Cause our communication to be concise and useful to be productive every day. Cancel any confusion surrounding the vision and goal of my company. Connect my team by your spirit. Amen. Let me tell you something. (laughs) <laughs> this was a prayer that I used over and over again. And I will continue to use as we keep adding people to the team. Yes. And at the time that I really, really like held on to this one, I was hiring a new COO, an executive assistant. I was like, when I, t- I was shifting so many things and yeah. what has come of this in the last 14, 15 months, girl, mm. girl. Girl, because the first time I'm going to be honest, I read it through and I went through it and I enjoyed it as a book. Yeah. The next few times I was going knowing that I needed the words, right? Like I being more clear about where I was going in my business, but then also saying, you know what? Give me the words. And the Holy Spirit brought back to my remembrance, boss women pray. Mm-hmm. And I start going through and and kind of dog earing those things that I really, really needed. And so before having calls with who became my COO, who yeah. I call now the boss of me, like yeah. these, these were my prayers before recently hiring, um, you know, a CRM specialist, shout out to Sandra, um, <laughs> who, uh, my infusion soft specialist, like before hiring different people on my team, this is a part of the prayer. This, this is what's guiding. And so for people who are just like, I know I need something, but I don't know where to start. I feel like you've already given us the words. We just need to match our belief and our work ethic and our intention and, 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 and say it and read it and confess it over and over again, because the team that I have now, they are the bomb. They are the bomb. And this is not always my experience. (laughs) Because God God brought them. Because you prayed and you were intentional about your prayers. I cannot tell you how many times I hear that over and over and over again. That people say, 
I love this book because you gave me the words to say. Because mm-hmm. people are so conditioned to pray, Patrice, when something's going wrong. God, please fix it. God, God, help me. God, just, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't know, but you know. And we, we're used to those prayers, but we don't know how to pray specifically for our business and to talk to him like a business person. God is concerned about our business. He's concerned about everything that concerns us. And that's, I think that was the disconnect that people thought that God just wants to kind of keep us safe and keep us, you know, protected. And God just wants to be there for us and give us joy and give us peace. And when we're going through stuff and bad breakups, he's going to help us through. That was our, that's the way that we, we, we box God in not knowing that he's concerned about everything that concerns us, including our business, especially our business. And when he even displays women of business in the Bible, you know, that that are doing big things that people kind of gloss over those. They know about Paul and John and and all that, but they don't know about, you know, Naomi and and, and all of these different people in the Bible that are that are that are, were business women and, and and men. So it's it's like that's what it bless, blesses me that people say you have given me the words to actually say to God that I didn't I couldn't even articulate to him about my business. And then you watch him move and you just stand back and watch him move on your words. It's mm-hmm. such a blessing. It is. And you cover everything. It, it seems <laughs> kind of weird to be like in 31 days. No, I mean, you flip through this table of contents that like yeah. there's a prayer for mastering time management and organization. There's a prayer for overcoming procrastination and perfection and paralysis, which I know many of us need. There's a prayer for increase in clients and favors and opportunity. There's a prayer over your marketing. There's a prayer that you say before important meetings and engagements. Like it's one of those things that is not, it's not a book that you can read once and then set it on the shelf and like hope. Like this is literally like, as I went through it again in preparation for the interview, I was like, I'm tripping. We just need to do this every day. (laughs) Like, Like this is literally, okay. We're going to go through every month, at least every other month, just doing these prayers. And what I love about adding the one for men is that I started to see shifts in my husband when he was reading Boss Men Pray and getting that same type of, you know, nourishment, if you will, Um, which I think is really, really important because it doesn't make sense to kind of get this type of deep rooted faith. And then the, the the number one relationship outside of your relationship, you know, with your creator is probably going to be your spouse and they not be on the same page. Um, and I found it to be really helpful for that, too. You're growing and he's looking like, what's the, what's happening with you? You know, right? So, mm-hmm. And he gets to grow with you. And I love that couples read it. And that was my prayer when I wrote the book. And I prayed this prayer with my mom is that I wanted this to be a book that people picked up for the rest of their life. Like we pick up Who Moved My Cheese and The Richest Man of Babylon. All these books that we pick up time after time after time. I said, God, I want this book to be that book that people just don't read it and throw it away. Say, oh yeah, I read that once. I read that years ago. Oh yeah, that's a good book. I read it. I wanted this to be something that it is the book is beat up. It's it's scratched up. It's highlighted. Girl. It's all of that. And people pick it up every single time that they feel nourishing, that, that God reminds them of the book. Like these are my specific prayers. Just what you said. I went back to it. I picked it up. That was my prayer. I want this book to be a book that is essential for the rest of their life, God. That was my prayer. Yeah, I, I could totally see that. 
Um, one of the concepts that I love because you you acknowledge that we live in a busy society, right? Oh yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now folks ain't necessarily productive, but they shall be busy. So you know, we live in a busy society, and sometimes people say, like, you know, I do on average, like maybe 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes more than that of quiet time in the morning. And I get that for some people that's extreme. I don't have all that. I got 10 minutes. I got five minutes, whatever. So there's this one place in the book where I love, you talk about this concept that you got from Scandal and you spun it into how we can make more time to fit God in. So some people get really caught up in like, oh, I'm too busy to pray or so much going on. And you said, instead of focusing on that infinite to-do list, there is a way to invite God into your day. And it's as simple as high. Yes. Yes. And I, and I, um, I was referring to scandal when, you know, that part when Olivia and Fitz, every time, you know, that music starts playing and they just say that high and that high and and our hearts just drop at that moment, (laughs) right? And you're like, oh God. But it's like when you wake up in the morning and sometimes you don't know what to say, just say hi. Just say hi to God and just say, you know what, just whatever you want to tell me today, whatever you want to speak to me today, instead of grabbing that phone and checking social media, say hi to God and spend that time with him and listening to what he has for you for the day. And and, and then after that, you start to tackle all those, those infinite to-do lists. Which again is why I think it's really great to have a resource. You know, I love devotionals. Yeah. Personally, I still read my word, but I also love devotionals because yeah. when you are on the go and it is, there's still something that can kind of help frame your mindset yes. for the day mm-hmm. or give you that that little just snack. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you may not have time to partake yeah. in a full meal, but get you a little snack. Yeah, that's why I did the two-minute drill in the back of each chapter. Yes, talk about the two-minute drill. <laughs> the two-minute drill, it's, it's a football term where it's like, you know what, what is going to be our go-to real quick to win this game, you know? And so um, the two-minute drill is just a compilation of scripture de- just for that particular topic, you know? So you don't have to search the Bible, think about, you know what, I noticed a scripture around this. I have them all for you right there to where you can meditate on those. And let's just be honest. You need you need a framework sometimes because you're not feeling all motivated and ready to go and, and, and all together every day. You're not. And, 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 and that's just not the truth of the matter. So sometimes you need something that points you back in the right direction. Because we don't, we don't have that. We don't have it all day, every day. Right. And that's okay. <laughs> like That goes back to that whole idea of this journey is not about perfection. Right. It's, it's just about, I think, being consistent and intentional and mm-hmm. making sure that your heart and your motives are in the right place. And then yeah. building up, right? Yeah. Because right. at the end of the day, prayer over your business or your family or your finances or whatever you're praying about, it keeps you grounded. I don't think that I could have had the bounce back that I had trying to figure out my faith in the midst of, right? I I really do believe that prayer is, prayer is the core of resilience. It's paramount. (laughs) Put it like this. Prayer is talking to a friend that can actually do something about it. Ooh, wait, say that again. (laughs) Prayer, (laughs) Prayer is like talking to a friend that can actually do something about your situation. That's good. You know, sometimes we talk to our friends and it's like they're, they're listening in and they're for you, but they can't do anything, you know? So, and, and, and prayer is, that's how I look at prayer. 
prayer is me actually venting to a friend that can actually move and, and change and, and do everything that I, that I, that I'm venting about that can actually fix it. That's what prayer is. Wow. That's really good. I love that. And imagine learning that concept or that idea younger and younger, <laughs> like where, if that is your concept of prayer as a kid, you don't even waste time. Yeah. Right? Cause so many of us, we stay stuck in the same cycles of confusion because we are committed to talking to people who can do nothing for us. And so yeah. it's like we stay in these seasons of whining and complaining as opposed to surrendering and getting mm-hmm. some, you know, God-inspired direction. Yeah. And, you know, as a mom, I know that's one of the things I want Reagan to take away, you know, at 12 and mm-hmm. be able to hold on to for the rest of her life. And I know that you did something recently. So recently, did you release something for kids? Yes. Yes. Boss Kids Pray. Boss Kids yeah. Pray. Okay. Yeah. So where did that come from? The inspiration? And, you know, really, it was really thinking about that I wanted my nieces to, to kind of read the book. I have great nieces. And the Boss Kids Pray is ABCs for Prayer's Life. So you said something earlier about the younger it is to get in that concept. You think about millennials now. and um, they not being so much into the church the way that we used to be and, and, and not really so much church goers and, and really have lost their way, not lost their way, but lost their faith in the religious system and pastors and, and all of that. They don't have the reverence that, that, you know, we used to have for pastors. And I, I began to see that when certain church pastors were going through a couple scandalous things and, and how uh, millennials were kind of just going in on them and talking about them. I mean, you know, it's like we thought it, but you don't say that to a pastor, right? So I saw that, <laughs> you know, the mindset around religion and church has kind of shifted a little bit. And they're not so much churchgoers as the way when, when you were growing up, you had to be there Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday. And it's like a, this book has been something that they can kind of uh, introduce them to Christ in a way that's comfortable for them because they're all about getting the money, right? And all about the hustling and getting the bag and the coin and all of that. So it's, it's like boss women and men pray. It's something that resonates to them to where they can have their introduction to God in a way that's, that's like I said, comfortable for them. And then the boss kids pray, it's an ABC's uh, prayers for a child's life. And it gives them power words because, you know, it talks about A, A is for amen, B is for uh, business and C is for, you know, just uh, all, all of these power words. Uh, e is for education, entrepreneurship, and mm-hmm. D is for dreams and think words that they can learn and then pray. And then they can pray over the, themselves and then they become to have that practice of that habit of praying over things and knowing that God is a God is, that is concerned about the little things in their lives. That's good. That's really good. And it even well, has a morning and evening prayer, morning and bedtime prayer for them as well. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think the sooner you can form that habit, right? Everything is a muscle. So yeah. I really do believe that there's so many things that are fighting for our attention and there's so many distractions in the world where if that habit is not in you, it's so easy to continue to say like many of us do. I don't have time. I don't mm-hmm. have time. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. But if it becomes mm-hmm. a part of just your DNA and this is who you are and I'm not perfect, even with my quiet time. So I'm not saying that like sure. there, there are mornings where, yeah, it's a devotional on my app. Right. Yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah. another morning where it's full blown hour and a half church in my prayer closet 
full yeah. equipped with praise and worship music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they already know. Oh, yeah. she going in. Floor, yeah, all that face <laughs> on the floor, kind of prostrate. Yeah, it's, it's one of those days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but the thing is, you know, again, you make time for the things that matter. And if you really, again, I, I see faith is just the core of who I am and why I do what I do and why I have the ability to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And so it's not about finding time. It's about making time uh, no matter what. And I think that having a guide or a resource, especially as a business person, um, because, you know, I'm all about purpose and I believe that our purpose is God given and to not be praying over your business or not be praying over your business transactions or moves seems like such a disconnect. Oh, it's, a, it's definitely a disconnect. And on my prayer right now is because I'm seeing it more and more going back to that, that scripture is that we, we're prospering, but our souls are not prospering. And mm-hmm. you can tell, you can tell by the fruit. You can tell by, you know, uh, people, people uh, you can tell that people are hurting. They're getting their money but they're hurting and it's something missing. And so um, my prayer is that it, it kind of bridges the gap because I think people got so consumed with um, getting money that they, they're losing themselves. And you remember a long time ago in church, we used to pray that prayer, the riches are laid up for the righteous and, and the wicked and all, all. And it's like, God, why is it seem like all the wicked getting rich and, and, and getting all the opportunities and getting all that? And you can get discouraged thinking that, yeah, I am walking this faith walk out right. But it seems like the people that are not praising you, the people that are not worshiping you are prospering and it's happening so rapidly. But we have to remember that, you know what? Don't lose your soul in the process because we see it all time and time and time again, rich people committing suicide. And I think people need to understand that you, it's a, it, God wants you to prosper, but even as your soul prospers. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good, my friend. All right. So before I let you go, what we do here on Redefining Wealth is at the end, we ask our guests uh, some rapid wisdom questions. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and you just need to tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Okay. How do you define success? Peace. Amen. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Generational and real estate. (laughs) (laughs) Generational and real estate. Uh, Okay. I won't count the and. I'll I'll let that slide. Okay. All right. Okay. What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? One book that has redefined the way I see well. I want to say your book. One, one is your book. And another would be Susie Orman, a book. I, I see the cover, but I can't remember the name by Susie Orman. Long time ago. I think, I think it was a blue, it was a blue, yellow and white book. <laughs> that's all I see. Anything Susie Orman. Got yeah, it. Anything Susie Orman, um, yeah. No, that's awesome. Well, thanks for lumping me in there. Okay. Yeah. So fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Cashel Kelly, and the truth about wealth is that wealth is within you. It's peace. It's however you define it, and it needs to be generational and leaving a legacy for those behind you. Amen. Look, I'm so churchy. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Now, thank you so much for being here. I know that people are going to be blessed and have an opportunity to be bolder in their faith 
um, because of the work that you are doing and because of this conversation. And I will make sure that we share about these boss family packs so that people can get boss women pray, boss men pray and boss kids pray. Let's get the whole family praying again. Yeah, That, that would be a beautiful thing. A family that prays together stays together. Stays together. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for being here, KK. And I appreciate it. And I can't wait for, to have you on Dream Pray Hustles podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Telling the untold stories behind the faith and grind. I can't wait to hear that. Oh, that's going to be good. Yeah, we got a link to that in the show notes, too. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. we'll do All right. Who's feeling inspired? Who is feeling inspired? I just enjoyed this conversation with Pichelle so much. I can tell you again that Boss Women Pray has been such a game changer for me. It's one of those things that I just want to incorporate. I'm personally going to be more deliberate about incorporating probably once a quarter um, because it is powerful and it is impactful. And I encourage you, go to CachelleKelly.com and get the book. Get the pack that actually is for the entire family where it's boss women pray, boss men pray, and boss kids pray. Um, that's an ABC prayer guide for children. Like if you have little ones and you have a mate, uh, you know, get get the whole thing. But trust me, having that intentional prayer life specifically covering uh, your career and your business and all of it. She just touches on every part of being a business owner. And Cashel, I appreciate you. So definitely check it out. And don't forget, if you are ready to grow bolder in your faith so you can have the confidence and courage to go after everything God said you could have, then I believe the safe space Courage Melina has created for you with that courage circle is the answer. So here's what I'm thinking. Head to patricewashington.com slash courage and make sure you join the courage circle as well as pick up Cashel Kelly's book, A Boss Woman Pray. Put those together and get ready for the most faithful decade of your life. We are walking into 2020 and I want you to be prepared. And I want you to understand that faith is that firm foundation. And uh, that's it for this week. That Those are the resources. Check them out. And that is it. I am off to go dive into our first retreat of the week. I'm welcoming our Mastery and Momentum Cycle 2 ladies actually tomorrow. And then we have the live event Sunday and then Cycle 1. They're actually on the back half of this. It's a lot going on. I'll just say it's a lot going on. So just keep me in your prayers. Speaking of prayers and faith and all that good stuff. And... Uh, yeah, I'll be back next week. Okay. Until then, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.